Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. listening to right now oh my god we used to play this whole album (laughs) when we were running a cafe which we changed to a bar but imagine being in a cafe we used to have it loud too and it was like partly because when you're working in the service industry like you're going you're going hard and the other part was like we didn't want people thinking they could sit there on their laptops and work there all day so you were trying to like keep people from staying too long. <laughs> well, you really have to be down with the music. I remember one guy at one point was like, can you turn it down? And we're like, no, this is the vibe we want. Like, if I'm trying to use your internet all day <laughs> and sit here and take up a spot so you can't have another customer coming in. Yeah. And I paid $4 for a drink yeah. that I want to nurse for two hours. <laughs> oh, man. Ever since you started telling me about what it's like to run a cafe, I, I question why anyone would want to do that. Like, it's I, really hard. It seems like, oh, I can make so much money because I can just, you know, a uh, cup of coffee is 18 cents and I can coffee, sell it for four. Coffee costs pennies. You're wasting your money on, on the milk and all the different kinds and people are personally insulted when you might have almond but you don't have soy you might have soy but you don't have cashew you might have cashew but you don't have oat do you guys realize how oh you might have two percent but you don't have one percent there's so many different kinds of milk and then they all go bad so it's what wasted money wasted money yeah and you have to have have such volume too right Mm. like a tim hortons they're just like it's a constant stream of selling it and they're not hanging around but for you you know you have a bit of a lull and people just hanging out there oh my god one guy the guy i'm pretty sure who told me to turn it down uh he used to come and just download stuff on our internet all day. Oh my God. And then he told us once, like, the reason I love this place so much is it's just the, all the Wi-Fi. And it's just, <laughs> I was like, what? Maybe they didn't know you were the owner. <laughs> I see this music right now reminds me of a scene from a Bourne movie where, like, Jason Bourne is in the Ukraine and he's got to, like, catch up with the bad guys at the back of a nightclub. And then yeah, all yeah. you do is see is, like, these people dancing all stone <laughs> and he's working his way through the crowd to get to the back. It's funny you bringing that up because this is actually from a soundtrack uh, called Berlin Calling. And <laughs> Which is, oh, well, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was totally imagining like Eastern Europe. Yeah, and there's this one guy that created it and people like would come in and be like, oh my God, is this from Berlin Calling? I'm like, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the movie. But this one guy, Paul Cockbrenner, did... The soundtrack. Cock. Are you sure you pronounce that right? Cock. Yeah, cock. This is just like listening to uh, an Alan Cross segment, having Maura tell us about it. (laughs) There's a guy named Paul 
Cockbrenner. Does he stumble <laughs> on people's names? No. no. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I missed that. No, he knows everything. <laughs> he never stumbles. I was going to say. If he stumbles, they cut that part out. Right. And he yeah, picks it up. Well, I've never heard of the guy, but it does make me want to go out in Berlin, which I hear is like the most epic party scene you could ever experience in your oh, life. Yeah. Have you ever been to Berlin, mm-hmm. Bundes? Uh, no, I heard it's pretty crazy there. And uh, Ibiza in Spain is pretty wild. Yes. Party. You went to Berlin, didn't you, Tucker, with your no, wife? No, I didn't go to Berlin, but I went to a few other places in Germany. Oh, okay. But never f- that far. I guess it'd be northeast in the country. Mm. I went to Munich. I went to like Rothenburg. I went to, uh, did a, like this day cruise down the Rhine and stayed a night in a castle in an did area you? called Obervessel. I this think was, it was on called. your honeymoon? This was like part of a honeymoon that was a year after we got married. Oh, okay. My wife had a, a like a five-day conference in Paris, mm-hmm. and I got to stay at the hotel Fuck. in Paris for five days. It's the best. It was like a 700 euro a night like place. Wow. It's called, it was called the Royal Monceau. This place is epic, and it was right in a cool part of Paris, so I was just like kicking around. That's I was going best. out for dinner with them on the corporate card. It was like a pharma Oh my Deal. god! Oh, it was a great way. And then we took, you know, that was vacation for me. And then uh, we had another two and a half weeks where we just took like had a Eurorail pass and went all through Europe, and that was awesome. It yeah. made me so envious of all the people who spent like six months doing that. Yeah, you know, you don't need to stay at a seven hundred euro a night place to have fun with that kind of travel. I had buddies who did it for six months. And I didn't want to do it with them because I didn't want to take a year off after university to save money to take the trip. I wanted to get Mm. right into radio like some (laughs) loser. And what did I do for that first year? I didn't get a job in radio. So I could have just easily done the trip. It's a, if there was a regret in my life, that would be it. Oh, really? I, I also had the same situation where my girlfriends were going on a trip to Europe, you know, backpacking, staying at youth hostels and all that. And think they got lost in Spain for a while and met met these guys but I'm happy in the end that I didn't go it was the same thing I I had just got a radio job and I was like I can't leave right now this seems like too good to leave and uh I'm happy I did because later many years later I ended up getting a freaking traveling show on HGTV which somebody paid for my hotel like I went for work. I got to see China, Spain, um, places in the state, San Francisco we went to. So I got to see a lot of places, Paris. Would they it, fly you business class on those trips? No. Hell oh. no. Really? No, no. But I did get my own hotel room, which I always thought was kind of standard. Mind you, I was 24 at the time. But later in life, I had a boss say to me, we should all really be splitting hotel rooms. And I was like, really? That seems inappropriate to me. Yeah, putting a couple of coworkers in the same room. Does it, hap- it? it does happen occasionally. You hear about people go to conferences and they like pair up. Yeah. I brought my ex to China with me. We shot in Beijing for two weeks. And I would say that was actually a mistake. I guess you and Deb. Was Deb super busy? Because I was slammed and stressed. And I'd come home from a set and I'd have to like work on lines. And I'm like, I, I felt bad because I didn't have time to hang out with my uh, my husband at the time. No, she wasn't super slammed. She'd be busy doing conferences and stuff. I think it was like a medical conference and she was there representing the pharma company with a bunch of other coworkers. Yeah. And uh, all the dinners were like with doctors and stuff and they were trying to impress them. So we literally were going to the best restaurants in Paris. Oh, and, yeah? Uh, this one place, it's called La Tour d'Argent, I think. 
and uh it was unbelievable it's like on the second or third floor of this building overlooking Notre and you got Dame. to go yeah, all the spouses w- were allowed to go. Were they concerned about you? Because I remember bringing my spouse at the time yeah. out to a dinner, and the producer said, can you ask him not to wear his baseball cap that he's been wearing this whole no. fucking trip? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like they, I'm like, you better dress it up. So they weren't like, "No, don't embarrass us in front of the clients. Well, I, I, I know how to carry myself in those situations. Yeah, so did my ex. Like they, they were being very picky about his wardrobe. No, but if I'm going to one of the nicest restaurants in one of the cities known for having the best food in the world. Uh, I'm not going to wear a fucking baseball hat. (laughs) I don't even know what it cost for that dinner, Mm -hmm. but there was at least 16 of us sitting around a table and they were just bringing out stuff and you'd look at it and you'd go, oh, that looks pretty good. You would eat it. It was 10 times better than it looked. It was unbelievable. That's Paris. Unbelievable. That's the food. I remember like going to a, a restaurant like that and there being like this epic raw bar tower that they would bring to your table. Yeah. And it's like white tablecloths. Like they do dining so well. Have you been to Paris, Bundes? Yeah, I was in Paris uh, oh, yeah. back in September. Before you went to Monaco. Yeah. Did, Did you like it? Uh, I thought it was pretty dirty. <laughs> Uh, Did you? I didn't notice that. I thought it was pretty dirty. I had like mice crawling down the Chandelier by my feet while I was trying to like. Eat. Well, haven't you seen the movie, dude? With the little <laughs> it was probably a chef. It was probably a little chef. He was on his way <laughs> to uh, make some uh, food. Uh, and I found the hotels overpriced and very like. If you were to pay the same price for a hotel here, you would get far classier, far mm. more nicer kind of. Uh, I think that's Paris, though. I think that's a lot of like European like yeah. epicenters of tourism. But I definitely appreciated the the history and the architecture and and the culture of like uh, there was tons of like tables and dining outside. Everybody's eating outside, drinking coffee, smoking like, cigs, and I really enjoyed that aspect. But there, I definitely was like I found London to be a cleaner a way cleaner city in like london england for example or Mm. monaco going into monaco versus paris far cleaner city Mm -hmm. um similar vibe though you know uh okay i'm looking at the menu for this place i was telling you about yes okay so if you want to have like uh let's see here this is uh one two three four five it looks like they bring out uh, like five things for the table per person it's 340 euros oh my god yeah it's for, so it's just like a... Here's a five-course, like price. a chef's imagine. It's called Imagination du Chef. Like, I guess they just bring out stuff for mm-hmm. you. 290 euros per person. If you want to have just foie gras, which they're known for, it's like $100. 105 <laughs> euros, sorry. Wow. For, uh, for just like a, an appetizer of it. It's Holy. like crazy. You know, the kind of meal that I would never justify paying for myself and but it was such a cool experience that maybe i would if i ever planned a trip back there I'd be like we got to save for it yeah yeah because it was epic did you like order anything you wanted from the bar no it was all pre-arranged okay was, oh sorry from the bar yeah we probably had whatever drinks we wanted but the food was all pre-arranged like, and they, the wine was pre-arranged like did they bring bottles or people yeah. were oh wow yeah yeah <gasps> pharmaceutical companies oh my god back Bundes. in the day meet someone who works in pharma i, I can't do that Mora. i can't do that because <laughs> i would just oh.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Fucking true. Take all of the oxy that I can get from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Well, no. yeah. Not all farmers are dealing with narcotics. Well, I would you find know? a way to make like to make her get me some. Right. Like, yeah. like, you know She's what got I mean? contacts. I would. For sure. I, that's my biggest problem. I love all that stuff, whether it's oxy or thrazepam or razor, like any kind of pill that's going to make me go. Oh, like I, I, I'll, I'll cave to it. You can't He's put down. that shit. Do in you front think of me. like you even after how long it's been since you've been clean? How long has it been? Uh. Five years? Five years. Five years. Do you think that you could live in an apartment? Say you just had a roommate and you knew for sure there was just like a little container full of oxy pills. They're doing oxy. Maybe they're doing it. Maybe they need it legit. Mm. It's just there though. Could you just be like, I'm over it and I don't need to go into there and grab a couple or would would it be too irresistibly, you know, tempting? Uh, most days I think I'd be fine like around it but then that one moment where that itch comes in mm. I, I would cave and I would take it and you know you do it one time and it's fine I I might not want it the next day you know but eventually that moment will come back and I'll want it again yeah and you do it, it, once, it just snowballs yeah. you know so, so you wouldn't even want to yeah you wouldn't want to risk it no you, if you put it around and like I, I can't just take one or two like I was taking 10 to 20 at a time and I was doing that several times throughout the day so mm. so you really couldn't date somebody who dabbled in it casually either then no no, no. be a disaster how do relationships work then for like an alcoholic like I know any addict right any addict like I know my aunt it doesn't drink but it's not because she's an alcoholic it's because her husband is an alcoholic and has been a pillar in the AA community for like 35 plus years he just got his badge or whatever you get when you get to that stage but they don't have alcohol in the house like when he said he wasn't drinking she's like cool I'm also not gonna drink uh, it ruined relationships for me because yeah. it was more important than than them right like instead of meeting up with them I was meeting up with the dealer to get pills or like, you know, if I was spending time with her, but I could feel my body starting to go into withdrawal, I didn't want to have sex with her. I didn't want to kiss her. I didn't want to be affectionate. All I could think about was like, how do I get away from her quick enough to go crush up some pills and get fucked up? You know, like that's where your mind is all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like how my uh, gassy stomach used to ruin relationships with me when I would be with someone and I was like, oh, I feel it coming. Yeah, I got to get out of this. Yeah. I got to end it. Go to the bathroom. Oh my God. Oh yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, how do we get on this? Uh, oh, yeah. You could never be with someone who worked yeah, in the, the pharma, pharma industry. industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many different aspects of the pharma industry. You'd probably be just fine. There was a guy in our circle of friends in Montreal whose parents worked in like pharma and he drove around in a drop top uh, Audi and we were like 21. And I was like, wow, this guy comes from a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. You know, he, this was his car. He always had nice cars. Hey, there used to be so much money in that industry from a entertainment standpoint. 
What do you mean? Like individual reps for pharma companies had, you know, $20,000 expense accounts just to like go golf all the time with just doctors to, uh, and do all this um, stuff. Now they've, they've since changed that and they created their own self-regulatory board that I don't know if it's still intact, in but because they were worried that the government was going to come in and impose regulations. So they're like, we'll do it. Don't worry. <laughs> Because they wanted to be in charge of their own, like, rules of conduct. Because they're whining and dining doctors to use their drugs. Well, you know, the fear was that they were bribing, essentially, yes. doctors to well, write prescriptions. <laughs> well, of course, but that's the whole world, right? I uh, mean, I don't think doctors were uh, were going to prescribe a drug that was less effective as a result of that. But if there were two drugs that were equally effective in treating someone, mm-hmm. but you had a way better relationship with the pharma rep for one of those drugs, you might be writing scripts for that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't ever suspect that, it, you know, the doctors are that naive and that easily bought, but maybe I'm naive by saying that. Wasn't there like a big trials in the States about doctors like... And pharma companies having to come to the table. It's and called say, the Fugitive, and it was. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, John f- Kimball. That's whatever. right. It's a lot of money at stake, right? I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of examples of doctors who probably made some uh, poorly uh, poor decisions that because, weren't necessarily ethical. Because they got to uh, go out to a really lovely dinner. They right? were being taken <laughs> on trips. You know, it was way more than dinner. There was a point in time where, like, doc- they would make up these conferences. Just so they could take a bunch of people on this epic vacation paid for by the pharma company that can make a ton of dough. Right. Out wow. Of it. Why, why, why doesn't that happen in radio? But that it did. It used <laughs> to happen in radio. That was, you know, the, the payola scandal. If you've heard about that, I mean, music companies used to come in and bribe radio people to mm. play their music. They'd so it became popular. And... They'd give them envelopes filled with cash, bags full of cocaine. <laughs> They'd take them out on a, epic trips. I mean, to a certain degree, there are still people in radio who get taken to different locations to, quote, see a music showcase that yeah. happens to be in L.A. Right. or New York or whatever. Let me wine but you and dine you. you but, know? you know, there has to be, like, enough legit stuff going on. It's not just, oh, by the way, we're taking you here on a free vacation. Right. There has to still be like the business uh, connection to that trip. Yeah. But every, a lot of businesses have that still to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But it happens less and less now because most companies don't have that level of uh, expensing ability. Like they don't have the expense accounts. Yeah. Like, like literally I, this guy was a farmer rapper. He told me it was like, I think it was either, it was twenty to $50,000 a year he would spend just on playing golf and treating doctors to fun events. Mm-hmm. We uh, have our bar now and we buy uh, cases of wine from wine reps. And over Christmas, uh, one of the reps dropped off a gift for us. That we use, we use her a lot, and uh, it was like two really nice bottles of wine that would be cases we would never order because they were more, way more expensive, and like fancy olive oil, like essentially like a whole dinner that we could make at home with two really nice bottles of wine to go with. And you know, when I needed another case of wine, I gave her a call. <laughs> yeah, but that's business. It's always that's like business. That. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, what do you think happens? So, wh- who do you think sits close to all those hockey games at Scotiabank Arena? Oh, the suits. <laughs> the suits. Who are all those people? They're being taken to a hockey game, right. By somebody who 
either has like season tickets or bought tickets in order to, and they've just come from Harbor 60 and a beautiful dinner there. And then mm-hmm. they're sitting in uh, platinum seats. And, uh, yeah, that's life. You that's always, life. Yeah, like you always are going to look out for your friends first, right? So if you can build relationships with people, not in just life, but in business, then like, of course, if I have two options, but I have a better relationship with this guy, I'm always going to go to him first. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's just life. I, I don't know. Like, to, I, I don't. I think there's. there's It'd almost be a shame if it didn't exist. Yeah, because like, how else would my family get invited to a Raptors game to go see like a, the game in a box if it wasn't through some old job my wife had where they needed to like take people out to it mm-hmm. and spouses were invited. You definitely want to have like legalities in place so that like businesses can't um, break the law and like you know have a complete monopoly on a certain section or a certain industry but i don't think you can get rid of schmoozing i think that's just you know part of life schmoozing it's just schmoozing guys it's just schmoozing schmooze there just used to be a lot more schmoozing than there is now (laughs) but it still exists but yeah relationship building is still important yeah i love a good schmooze gotta say love a good smooch too yeah what was the best schmooze experience you've ever had Uh, i'm trying to think you're like X. I mean, he didn't he have an important job in the like financial industry? Did mm-hmm. you ever like get schmoozed via like did you see him schmooze somebody? No, I never saw that. And I think we were coming along when like companies were s- not inviting spouses anymore. Like even in our company now, it's not as often that it's a ticket for two. It's usually a ticket for one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I've had big schmoozes ever. When Deb and I got engaged, uh, just after, she had to go to a medical conference in Cancun, Mexico. That was my first trip to go to the oh Caribbean. Oh, God. And then we went out for dinner every night to different restaurants. On the restaurants. Co- corporate card? Yep. Oh, my God. They would take turns. They would take turns, like, paying for dinners. Yeah. Because there were always doctors there, and their spouses were there too. Mm-hmm. So that's why we were allowed to go mm-hmm. because the doctors' spouses were going to be there. So otherwise, it might feel a little awkward. So everyone was just there. That's great. And then at the end of this dinner, where there might be 12, 15, 16 people, you know, the, the people who worked uh, for the company would be like, Oh, are you going to get this one? Oh, okay, I'll get this one tonight. You get tomorrow. You know, Jeez. that's the way it was. Does, does Deb still get free trips now? Because no, she doesn't work no, in no, that. No, no, oh, man, no. aren't you kind of upset? She doesn't work in that industry. And, and by the way, that industry, it, 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 they don't work that way anymore. Ah. That was early on. <laughs> that was like when Deb and I first met. And then slowly they became more ethical. Right. Yeah, yeah. The schmoozing. Oh, damn. Well, you got a little taste. I got a taste of it. I got a little taste. <laughs> Must have been I'll nice. Tell you, it's pretty good. <laughs> Man, they, like I know uh, the world wasn't perfect in the uh, 70s, mm-hmm. and uh, but it seems like in uh, 80s and maybe 90s, mm-hmm. there's a lot of schmoozing going on. Yeah, though. some people were doing okay. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> it probably would have been pretty fun to be like, you know, a yuppie on Wall Street in the 80s just doing cocaine all the time and partying and making hella money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. pretty all right. Sounds all right. Sounds all right. Yeah, until all of a sudden you're like at Narcotics Anonymous right. and you've lost all your money and, and your family. exhausted. And, yeah. Haven't slept in three weeks. I don't know. If I could live the Wolf of Wall Street's movie, <laughs> I might do it. How did that end again? I think he went to jail. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, going to clubs where you're listening to music like this. You're like, you know, we got to be uh, at work tomorrow at 8 a.m. Who cares, man? Just do some more coke. You'll Here's be my fun. glow stick. Here's a bag of coke for tomorrow morning so you can show up to work on time.
Thanks for checking out the podcast. 